بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome and the program is called Al-Fiqh ala al-Madhahib al-Arba'ah that is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought Today we carry on with the subject and today we discuss extended family We welcome to the Johannesburg studios the Mufti, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Mufti sahab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Discussing extended family today, Mufti sahab, we start off with the first question. What advice can one give to a mother-in-law? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma abad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Regarding the mother-in-law, first and foremost, we must know that we are speaking about the mother of the husband. So we would give certain directives and guidelines to all mother-in-laws. Obviously, we do not paint everybody with the same brush, but this would be guidelines and directives to all so that it could make for a better relationship with the daughter-in-law and with other members of the family. First and foremost, we would tell the mother-in-law that when her son gets married, then she should know that he also wants his independence and she should not try and interfere in his life. Many a time we find that she wants to still interfere because she considers him to be a bachelor, but now things have changed. Similarly, it is not befitting any mother-in-law to go and ask the son or the daughter-in-law about their marital life, how are things in bed, what's happening there. So this also is another avenue which mother-in-law should definitely abstain from as well. Then you as a mother-in-law should never feel jealous that your daughter-in-law has stolen your son from you. Because if you just use the reverse psychology and if you start thinking that way, then it means that you also have stolen your husband from his mother. So that also is an important point for you to remember. Think about when you got married, how you took your husband away. So then the same thing here as well, that when your daughter-in-law comes and takes your son away, so we should not feel, we should feel happy and not feel jealous. Similarly, we find sometimes mother-in-law go and they want to check the closet or the cupboards of the daughter-in-law. This definitely is unacceptable. You need to give her her privacy and do not ever enter her room without her permission. And this is of paramount importance if you want to gain respect from your daughter-in-law. Another issue also is do not boss your son and his wife at all. This bossy attitude many a mother-in-law has today just creates more acrimony and more trouble for the present and the future. Then to win them over is very, very difficult. Sometimes what happens is that the mother-in-laws want to even tap the phone of the daughter-in-law or they want to eavesdrop on their conversations, and this is definitely unbecoming. Or maybe she's in a bathroom, and now you want to go to her cell phone and see who she phoned, from where did she receive calls. All this are unacceptable in Islam. The element of trust must be used. Similarly, you should not feel jealous when they invite guests and they do not invite you. 
So they have their own life to lead. So if they invited guests, sometimes they want people of their own age and they do not want older people. So it's fine. You need to be magnanimous. You need to have a big heart on these issues here. And when she gets pregnant, that's your daughter-in-law, then she will have a lot of problems, morning sickness and exhaustion. So what you need to do is, instead of nagging with her on her, you need to assist her and help her and take care of her. How you would try to help your own biological daughter, you should try and help her as well. Another issue is when her family members come, her mother, her brother, her parents, whoever, then you should not feel jealous because how you love your family, similarly she also loves her family. And you as a mother-in-law should also give gifts to her, presents to her. Nabi salam taught us tahaddu, tahabbu, that in that way you will see Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla will let mutual love prevail and there will be mutual respect as well. If they go for vacation, they went for Umrah, they went for Hajj. Now you the mother-in-law, leave them, wish them well. Sometimes you want to become Kabab Mehaddi, you want to become the third party. No, no, I must go along this place in the car and you can buy me a ticket also, take me. You don't understand the harm you are causing and now your son will take you along. But now the wife is so upset, you have spoiled their holiday and vacation. So these are all guidelines. So you as a mother-in-law, Always try and give guidelines to them and advice and make a lot of dua for them. Sometimes invite them to your house and in that way there she will know that you also have so much feelings for her and she you also have time for her. Remember in life, kama tadinu tudan. If we want, we all want respect, but how many of us are prepared to give respect? That is the criteria Islam teaches. And the last thing is that you should never ever try and tell her that she should have a small family one two children only are sufficient and she should use you know go for abortion or she should use preventative measures leave all these decisions to them you as a mother-in-law should not be poking your nose into their matters and their affairs so these were guidelines and directives addressed to the mother-in-law meaning the husband's mother let's turn the scenario a bit around now we're speaking of the mother-in-law the other way, the wife's mother. So we have uh, for her as well. You, the wife's mother, you must now realize that your daughter is married and she has more rights now to fulfill regarding a husband compared to you. Many a time that you feel that now your daughter is gone and you every day want to phone her and you want to now, you know, find out what happened last night, what happened today. This is unacceptable. You are intruding and causing more harm in their marriage. Next one, do not compare your son-in-law with your husband. Your husband is an old-timer and experienced. This person just got married. Many a time what happens is that they're still learning how to adjust to one another and your expectations are so high. Similarly, you got no right now to go and ask your daughter that how was the performance on the wedding night or how was the marriage consummated, was it very painful. These are things that leave it is sacred. It is between husband and wife. So many a time we find that the mother 
of the wife also pokes her nose into the business of the husband and wife and this causes a lot of problems so you even after your daughter is married you need to teach your daughter the respect of the husband and her family members how she should respect her mother-in-law how she should treat the other members of the family maybe the husband's sister with respect and honor sometimes invite them give them gifts so these are how we win the hearts of people and you know once you have won the heart of people then you know that the home will become a Dar salam a home of peace serenity and tranquility Jazakallah Mufti Sahib for that discussion Mufti Sahib we go on to another question what about the father-in-law what factors should the father-in-law take into consideration Regarding the father-in-law, again, we will say we are speaking about the father of the husband now. So now my daughter got married, for example, and she's living there with her husband, Zaid, for example, and their father-in-law is alive, that is the husband's father. So what should happen is that you as a father-in-law remember that your son now is married and he needs to lead an independent life and you should not be dictating everything to him regarding his sexual relationship with his wife. So do not go and say, no, I want to give you some training or I want to give you some uh, tips. or Leave all that. They will sort the things out. And do not go and ask your son for money as far as possible because now he has a wife to look after. If it is a family business, then have salaries for everyone and everyone should try and fit that in their budget so we should not be overspending. Likewise, invite your son and his wife to your house occasionally. This will also bring about a lot of pleasure and mahabba and love, inshallah. Similarly, again with gifts and the same story, that do not be bossy with them and try and dictate to them because that is not something how you are going to win them over. When you go to their house, do not stay there for long, long periods because then you will be encroaching on their privacy. And when you go to their house, then as a father-in-law or mother-in-law, don't say, now let me now rearrange the lounge and rearrange the kitchen and rearrange this. So that is their life. What must you worry how they are arranging their pot plants or arranging their sofa? So many a time you have a father-in-law, mother-in-law, and he always thinks that he knows the best. Now they want to do all these issues. So these are sometimes petty things, but the results become very bad and ugly. And then we have a swearing and abusive and vulgar languages are used. Where there is supposed to be so many aspirations, hope and love, there we find now so many hearts of the people are broken. So this is another wonderful lesson Islam has given to love and let love, respect and tolerate one another. When we speak of father-in-law, we have to go to the other side also, the father of the wife. So my father-in-law, for example, so the husband's father-in-law. So you must remember that you have got your daughter married now and you should then be respecting your son-in-law. You cannot be giving instructions to your daughter that she must undermine the role of the son-in-law of her husband. Obviously, that is unacceptable. As a father, you should try and keep good relationship with your son-in-law and that would be in the interest of your daughter as well. Similarly, when the daughter complains against the husband, so you as a father-in-law should try to console her pacifically 
justify her, try and to give the better, the, the, you know, judgment, and uh, if there's a doubt on the issue, so try and say that there are other perspectives, you could look at it from other angles. This is a big, big problem today. The father, mother of the daughter, 90% of the time, 80% of the time, only hear one side of the story and accept that as gospel what their daughter told them. And this is definitely unbecoming of Muslim families. So always try and give it uh, uh, the benefit of the doubt to your son-in-law where it is possible. And do not interfere in their business, whether it is a family business or his own business. Do not interfere in their own, how they want to arrange things, that which school or madrasa they want to send their children, or when they want to go for vacation and holidays, or when they want to go for umrah or hajj. So all these matters leave them. Yes, if they ask you for your opinion and counsel, then it's good you share it, but do not go and be, you know, that they must do it according to your uh, dictates in your desires and likewise when the, the baby is coming so you should express joy and happiness leave the naming of the baby to them and the husband and the wife now they'll become mother and father do not say no we have the right it's our daughter so these are things that where we cause so much so many problems so what we are doing is trying to give guidelines how we can make our houses into better homes inshallah Jazakallah Mufti Sab, discussing guidelines, what guidelines or advice can you give for the daughter-in-law? Yes, for the daughter-in-law, our first advice would be that what you need to do is that try and treat your mother-in-law as your own mother. We know that that's a tall order. It can never, no one can take the place of our mother, but at least outwardly, this is what you should try and do. And remember, make salam to her often, send gifts to her, invite her, and always know that she is the mother of your husband, and definitely that she also wants some time with her son. So you should not be a person that just wants all the attention of your husband and give him no time to go and spend with his mother or with his father for that matter. You should contribute always to Silatul Rahim, that way the family ties can be entrenched and enhanced and you should not be contributing towards Qat'ur Rahim that is where the family ties are broken why must you go visit your mother we were just there last month, you were just there last year, so and why must we go because people sometimes live far far away and uh, they live you know, in different countries so it is a case of give and let love, love and let love and another issue regarding the daughter-in-laws as well is do not make your demands too much what happens is that when we look at our daughters, we find that now they were in their development for formative years and their mind was developing. Now they all have certain aspirations, expectations. And now they were looking at Bollywood, Hollywood or whatever. Obviously, we are not justifying that it's not permissible, but we're speaking about the practicality on the ground. So now you have made certain things that I must have this, I must have this. Now what happens is that when you become ever demanding, so the husband feels that, you know, this wife of mine is never ever satisfied. And what happens is that if I want to spend on my mother, then she has a lot of things to speak. And if I spend on her, then that is not sufficient also. So these are problem areas. Now you as a wife, rather be content with what you get. And in that way, you would see you would win your husband over. You will win your mother-in-law and father-in-law also over. And remember two things are wonderful qualities to win people over. 
One is khidmat. You as a daughter-in-law go the extra mile. Go the extra mile for your husband. Go the extra mile for your daughter, for your mother-in-law. Oh, you daughter-in-law, go the extra mile for your husband and your mother-in-law. And then see how you will win them over. And second way to win over people, our character and morals should be impeccable and it should be of such a caliber. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Nabi salam was sent to this world with sublime character. He won over the hearts of the enemy with his character. So war and all did happen as a last resort. But many a time it was just the character of Nabi salam. Now where do we display that? How we, you, you, we try and display good character to our friends? Why not we display that even to our mother-in-law? Whenever we get a chance, we just criticize her, we speak ill of her. Now how are we going to win them when this is our behavior and attitude? So that attitude of trust and building confidence in one another. And remember mother-in-law, you also must give the daughter-in-law chance that she has to now adjust to your cooking, adjust to your menu. She was in a different environment. Now what happens sometimes the mother-in-law say, yeah, you can't even cook. You can't even make a the, the, the simple dish. But the, these, her style in her home was different compared to what is in your home. So therefore, again, the daughter-in-law should be given the time to adjust and try to get used to what the menu and the type of dishes are cooked here. Something was very, very tasty and considered wonderful in their home but not so tasty in your home now it becomes a big issue yeah she can't even cook but it's not the case she can't cook yes many a time maybe she can't cook that's fair but one is she can cook but maybe that the manner and method in which is done in their house and your house might be different so we need to be big hearted on these issues Jazakallah Mufti Sahib for that explanation. If you just join us, the program is called Al-Fiqh Al-Madhahib Al-Arba'ah, that is jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought. And today we're discussing the issue of the extended family relations. Mufti Sahib, what advice can one give for the son-in-law or admonition for the son-in-law? The advices and admonition we would give to the son-in-law is that remember you have married that lady now. Now first thing all son-in-laws... Look at the sacrifice that very wife of yours has made. She has left her parents. She has left the land of her birth many a time. She has left her siblings. She has left her environment. Everything she left to spend the remainder of her life with you. Is that not a great sacrifice on her part? So cognizance should be taken of that. And we as husbands and son-in-laws should always try and remember that. Not when the smallest argument takes place. Now we want to make ada and qada and tell her such things that would definitely harm that marriage for a long time. So if there are problems, there are ways to solve it as well. And the best way you as a son-in-law, you can win your wife and your in-laws over is by example. So it's no sense telling your wife, read Salat and do this and have haya and shame and modesty. But for the time, I'm sleeping myself, but I want my wife to read Salat. When I go to the holiday, I'm ogling at all the ladies in bikinis and sticky knees and whatever else. But I want my wife to be in hijab and parda. So the point here is we need to lead by example as well. So that is another great lesson for all son-in-laws. Likewise, as a son-in-law, you need to be sensitive to your wife's parents as well. You can't just be talking to your wife's parents in a manner that you're speaking to some small, you know, youngster, or you just uh, deride them and mock at them. 
Obviously, this is going to cause hurt and, you know, will harm that uh, marriage, that union of yours. Because everybody's parents are very, very, you know, somebody who's loved to them and they have great concern for them and worry for them. Now, you maybe they might not be so rich, they might not be so educated, they might be not so people who are well known in society. Now, because of your rank and status in the different strata of society or because of your wealth. So, these are things we need to be careful of. You cannot go and mock at people and play at people. And uh, these are certain issues. Likewise, that what a son-in-law should do is that thank his wife and her parents when all of them are together. For example, the mother-in-law, father-in-law came and now you say, hey, today what a wonderful dish my darling, my wife cooked. Now what have you done? You have won your wife also over. You've won your parents-in-law, your father-in-law, mother-in-law also over. Now a simple thing like this, but we would not do it most many a time. So why? Because we do not think, you know, we just think we are people who inflate our ego all the time. We don't look at the greater picture. So compliments must be passed and give credit where credit is due. So even if the wife did not cook such a wonderful meal, but when your father-in-law, mother-in-law or brother-in-law, your wife's brother is there or sister also is there, you should say that you know what a wonderful cook she is and you know that she she never ever leaves me without uh, giving me a wonderful meal, the dessert she makes and the, the soup she makes. So And this is enhanced in Islam, even if you're exaggerating, it's not considered as lying. Nabi alayhi salatu salam considered this to be one of the greatest actions because it is Islam bain al-Nas. You are bringing about some reconciliation amongst people. Likewise, when it comes to finances, so you as a son-in-law, you should ensure that it's not your wife must now ask you every time for money, money. It is your duty and you have to give her and sometimes buy present for your father-in-law, mother-in-law and you give them something. So in that way you will see the harmony that will prevail inshallah. Jazakallah Mufti Sahib. Alhamdulillah we've discussed the mother-in-law, we've discussed the father-in-law, we've discussed the daughter-in-law and son-in-law. Mufti Sahib, what should the sister-in-law do to keep the harmony? Well, sister-in-law, yeah, we are speaking about the sisters of the husband. So the sister or sisters of the husband now here yeah, we have two scenarios. Sometimes the sisters of the husband, they are single, meaning they are not yet married. And sometimes we have the scenario where they are married. If you are not married and now your brother has got married now to his wife there, so you as a sister now, you first thing remove from and eradicate from your heart that element of jealousy. This lady now is married and I'm still single here. When will I get married? And sometime you will see your brother and his wife. Now they are living happily, they are joking and you look at them with malice and hatred. Now remember, is that right what you are doing? Definitely it is unacceptable. You should be happy that they are the coolness of the eyes for one another. So so these are lessons that our sisters must learn who are not, you know, married and their brother is married now and more so if they are living in the same house, in the same home.
Another thing is, yes, you and your brother used to play games. You and your brother used to confide into one another. You and your brother used to uh, share your moments with one another, time with one another. So all that, now you must remember that that will be curtailed because now he cannot give so much time to you. He cannot take you every time where you want to go because he has a wife. So this is what we call the magnanimous nature of a person's heart, that you need to be practical also. Now he has a wife and then one year, two years time there'll be a child, children so his more and more time would go there and you also should not become again as we say the you know kebab mehaddi that you want to now poke your nose in their business and find out about their marital life how was it last night how are things in bed it's none of your business and this yeah, issue so that is for the lady who is not married for those sisters who are married and now your brother also just got married so always try and wish him and his wife well and again a question of making salam again of gifts again of watching our tongue Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah had engraved on his ring Jirmuhu Swagir wa Jirmuhu Kabir and the size of the tongue is very small the crime it commits is very very big and do not start comparing her food with your mother's food. Yeah, my mother makes samosas and desserts and acne and biryani and all that like this. And now you, you can't even cook like this. So what are you doing? From the start already you're starting on a negative. So what you need to do is be magnanimous and give that person there a, a confidence. Say that what a wonderful dish you cooked. So in that way we will find that our harmony and the, uh, the marriage itself will be given a chance inshallah to increase and enhance. And praise your sister-in-law occasionally. Yes, what wonderful crochet thing she does. What a wonderful cook she is. What a wonderful dress she has on. That when the dress is Islamically permissible. So you as a sister-in-law whether you are married or unmarried so your brother's wife your burby or whatever you want to call so you should be praising her occasionally and in that way you would see there will be much harmony and again it is a question of giving respect and then you will receive respect Jazakallah Muftisab Muftisab lastly could you maybe give us some advice all encompassing advice on the role of the family in general in Islam, we must remember, and Islam is an embracing and, uh, you know, such a code of life. It's not a religion which comes alive only on a Friday or Ramadan or Eid. Every moment of our life it comes alive. I will just take two verses and we'll understand. When we are the cause of breaking family ties, those are the people who Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla has cursed. For Allah has made them spiritually deaf. Allah has made them spiritually blind. Imagine the curse of Almighty Allah upon that sister-in-law, upon that mother-in-law, upon that daughter-in-law, upon that son-in-law or husband, whoever it might be. So we should not be of those. We should be of those people. There's big, big meetings and conferences, Allah says. There's no good in most of them. Except where we are commanded to give charity, cash your kind. Oh, ma'rufin, or we do good things. Oh, islahim nas, or we bring about reconciliation. So Allah has called that a great, great action. So let us, our aim be, whether it is through our salams, whether it is exchange 
exchanging of gifts, whether it is of uh, suppressing our rights sometimes and giving the other person preference. So in that way we will see that as long as we are assisting people and helping people, in Tirmidhi Sharif the hadith is there, Wallahu fi awnil abd, al abdu fi awni akhi. Allah's assistance will always be there with you as long as you help your brother. So brother means brother, sister, anybody else, and more so in a family scenario, then the divine intervention and help will always encompass us. Jazakallah Mufti Saab for that advice and Jazakallah to you the listener for tuning into the program Al-Fiqh Al-Madhahib Al-Arba'ah Jurisprudence according to the four schools of thought and today we've just discussed the extended family May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant one and all the tawfiq and hidayah to make amal upon what has been said and also pass it on to others From myself Muhammad Musa Bera Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain It's Fi Amanillah Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh